spectacular. Shafee, Shafee, this is your podcast writer D calling from the moon. Okay, so we're we are recording a podcast that maybe no one will ever hear, which I I think is pretty similar to the podcast we produce. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called one magical hour. what folks night has fallen on austin texas on the hill country surrounding austin texas on the streets that make austin texas good people who live in austin texas a coolness has blanketed the land which is nice because it was kind of hot earlier today it's getting to be that way here in texas glad to have a little coolness left bring the coolness with the falling of the night bring the sound of the crickets they're back in spring and bring the convergence of Mars, the crescent moon, and Venus in a perfect line. You guys know what it means when Mars, the crescent moon, and Venus light up in the sky above Matthew's porch, don't you? It means it's time for 165 of <laughs> Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. Episode 165, that is. We're going to bring you a lot of fun stuff. We're amped on this Friday night. We have Widomitis, we have News Cruise, we have Poetry Corner, but first we have the pride of Tarzana, California, the Montserrat Mistaker and the Martinique Mystiker, Matthew Rampey. I was recording a podcast out in my backyard, that much is true. And sitting here with Shafee making all of this talk. Trying to amuse all you. The three years we've had have been such good times. Podcast with you. But now I think it's time to put it in hyperdrive. Podcasting is what I must do. But don't. Don't you podcast. You know I don't believe it when I hear that you don't download. Don't. Don't you podcast. You know I don't believe that you're casting from your iPhone. It's much too late to find. When you think you've changed your mind, you better change it back or we will both be casting. Don't you want this podcast? Don't you want it? Oh, that's from the Human League. I was going to ask. I was that's, trying to remember. That's uh, Don't You Want Me by the Human League. And I watched the video today in preparation for that song parody. And uh, uh, the song's a little different than I remember it, actually. Um, it's, it's pretty... Um, the themes in the song... It's a breakup song. You know, in the, in the four themes of pop music. Yeah. There's the new love. There's love. There's new love, old love, breakup, and what was the other was things? The, uh, yeah, other. Thi- <laughs> it was a uh, um. What, was the, what, what was the word I was using for it? It was uh, platitudes, etc. Yeah. Um, this is a breakup song, and kind of a creepy one. There's a lot of creepy old stuff in uh, music. I'll tell you what. We're gonna go back to where we were. Are we? Are we just gonna start over? Um. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think we. I don't think we need to start over. Okay. Like I, I have a feeling that we we have <laughs> we have an opening, and we were talking about how. That's embarrassing because that means I uh, yeah I recorded the intro twice and I screwed it up. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely think you screwed it up worse the second time. Yeah. Um, but you know we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. The recording will tell. Fortunately, I'm still happy to be a part of this, you know. Fortunately, I'm no stranger to screwing things up. Uh, I, I would, I guess this, uh, this man needs no introduction. He's, he's, um, 
what is it? What, what was his title? Executive producer emeritus Jameson Driscoll. Is, has is joining us this evening. We've we've abandoned our podcast platform, Riverside FM. Go to hell because of technology. Well, it wasn't there. Oh, oh, right. It's it? my internet spectrum. Internet spectrum, spectrum right? Spectrum internet can go to all hell in a handbasket. Right let me guys. Let me ask you guys. Why? Why a handbasket? And why is that the conveyance to hell? Hell on a handbasket? Yeah, to go to hell on a handbasket. Does it have something to do with like was it was it Abraham who was found in a basket floating down the river? Well, that wasn't a handbasket. That was like a how do you know it was a, a hand full basket? size basket? <laughs> well, it was big enough for it was big enough for a baby. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, in my daily life, I don't interact with anything I would call a handbasket. Well, <laughs> because you're not like um, of antiquity. Because you're not going to hell. <laughs> Wait a second, sir. Well, I beg to differ. Um, that depends on who you ask. Right? Yeah, right. Um, no, a, a handbasket is the thing that you like gather eggs in, right? Like an Easter basket. Like the the basket that a the first thing it was Moses, not Abraham. Oh. And does, it, does it look like an Easter basket? Is it like hand yes, woven? yes? It's like a hand woven Easter basket. Yeah. Why why are you are you taking that to hell or are you in the basket going to hell? Going to hell in a hand basket. Well, I mean you're in it, right? Because that's huh. the set. You're in it. Well, if I was if I had internet service, thanks Spectrum, I could look it up, but I can't. Um, I can't, but I was doing too loud, and so now I've been kicked outside. Well, that that, that was a spontaneous widowmudis. Hmm. Do you know what a no. Jameson? Do you know what a widowmudis is? Uh, no, 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 no idea. That's our section. It's kind of what real old workshop turned into, right? Uh, widowmudis is an acronym for what does it mean and why do we say it. Winamitis. I like that. Winamitis. <laughs> so, um, you know, I got an in and out of my phone here. When Alex Battle saw that, he said, Schaefer, are you deliberately trying to make your show notes as confusing as possible for people? So I know people have no idea what's like, he's like, I looked at your I looked at your show posting on iTunes and I had no idea what could possibly be going on. Uh, <laughs> good. Good. He's like, you don't pay close enough attention if you don't know what Winamitis is. Good. Everything's coded. <laughs> yeah. Everything's deep in code. We're a little like the Chuck the bartender once yelled at me that even my inside jokes have inside jokes. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, how do you change that? How do you change I, direction on that? I don't know. Yeah. I like to. I like to encode the. I like to add a little mystery to the world. Yeah. A little little mystery to the way things the way things work. Yeah. Speaking of mystery in the world, um, Jameson's calling us and appearing here on the program from Lubbock, Texas. And I was there a week ago. And I got to say, Lubbock will really recalibrate your idea of um, of everything, really. (laughs) It's it's weird how Lubbock just sort of resets the baseline for your life. It it is my baseline. I mean, is that just going home, or I don't know. You think I, that happens when anybody goes home no, to their hometown? I'm, I think I'm specifically talking about the starkness of the landscape. Sure, yeah, you yeah. know, sure. Because you're in Lubbock, it's so flat, it's so dry, it's so disorienting in a way. You are exposed to the universe. You're you're really exposed to you the elements. You can't hide from yourself. You can't hide from the universe. You like, can't hide from the wind. You can't hide from the dust. I just thought like Lubbock is a terrible place to be if you have any sort of existential issues. Because mm. yeah, because there you are. You can't like tuck things away and not worry about. No, them. You, there's no hills or hollers to hide stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I would argue that it's actually a good place to be because uh, it forces you to catharsis. Force you to strip my yeah maybe so maybe uh, yeah, I mean it, it, there's no way around anything it, there's no there's no mountains to hide behind there's no there's just like no real trees it's uh your mind has to expand fully regardless of uh you know try to try to wheel it in it just goes 
Well, I, I did an interesting drive. Uh, I drove from Austin to Lubbock. And then leaving Lubbock, we left on the Idaloo Highway because we went to Lake Arrowhead State Park near Wichita Falls. And so I made kind of a a west to east line straight straight east from Lubbock, which is that's a different landscape because you're in you're on the Cap Rock and then you come down out of it in Crosbyton. Jameson, there we drove by Silver Falls, you know, mm-hmm. you know that spot. Um, no, not exactly. I, I I remember going there as a kid. They have a really nice picnic area there now. Um, and there's some like little spring fed falls there. Cool. And then you come back up into this, like that, that area that's near Wichita falls is so grotesque as well, in a way <laughs> with the, with the mesquite trees, you know, and like, it's just scrubby. It is scrubby. Yeah. It's so scrubbed, man. But, but I gotta say though. Like, I mean, I've, I've traveled a bit, and one of my favorite parts of the world is the edge of the Cap Rock to the uh, southeast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's you know? beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. You're talking about right around Post? Right around Post, exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. that landscape, like, coming, coming up, like, realizing suddenly that you've been on, you know, you've had some altitude. And you didn't know it because it was so flat. But then you realize, oh wow, we're we're kind of up in the air, and and then to watch it, the flatness go down into this uh, kind of rolling abyss is really cool. I see, but I see. I don't know why we didn't populate the that area. To me, that's yeah, it's beautiful. Why didn't Why didn't they build houses there? Not enough water. They built a few. Okay, okay. So it was easier to get to the aquifer closer to level? Yeah, you have to be able to punt. Oh, well, no. I thought you meant, you know, anywhere. Well, actually, Lubbock, I think, is the the aquifer is relatively high there. Yeah. Like, I know from punching monitor wells, um, you know, in Lubbock, you can get to groundwater at even 60 feet. You know, whereas you go to level land, you go to post. You might be punching like a hundred and twenty foot well. So. I see. I see. Well, I guess there, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah there's always hey, hey, there's hey, always hey, some reason that? why everything sucks. I, I do have internet on my phone, and I learned something about hell in a handbasket. Oh. Okay. Oh, good. So it's, it's Wikipedia, of course, is my source. So in the nineteenth century, the phrase has been found associated with the American gold rush. But the 19, I'm sorry, the 1840s, where men were lowered by hand in baskets down mining shafts to ah. set explosives, which could have been deadly. It was closer to Moses than uh, than you gave me credit for. Well, that yeah, so hell in a hand that makes uh, suddenly makes a lot of sense, <laughs> doesn't it? Can you imagine? I would have never thought about that. Can you imagine, like, like I'm still picturing, like, you know, a straw basket made out of it with those handles on it, just being in a big version of one of those. With a bunch of dynamite in your lap. It's dynamite in your lap, yeah, just, and just a rope. <laughs> and they were mining? Yeah, it's the 1840s gold rush. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, for the love of money. Hell in a handbasket. Huh. Well, anyway. Gotta Man, get, thank get you. That yellow metal. Jameson, thank you for helping us with that. Whittem Whittem Wittis. Whittem Whittem Wittis? Whittem Wittis. Or Whittem Wiss. I felt like we needed to see that through. Nice work, Jameson. Should we just Should we just keep going? I have some other Whittem Wittis. Yeah, I mean, why stop now? Uh, the Wittemwittis that I had in my notes was, what does it mean, Jameson, what does it mean when I say to you that you've you've done a yeoman's job? Or, Matthew, what if I said to you, you you've done a yeoman's work? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But, like, a yeoman, <laughs> in my mind, is, like, a guy, it's like a journeyman. Like, it's a... Uh, 
a leading, experienced, efficient worker? Uh, huh. Yeoman is a worker. Okay. The Yeoman was the guy on the, you know, in the Duke's... Of Hazard? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, the Duke's, whatever you call it, Dukedom, who, he's the, he, he works the land. Uh, so okay. he's basically the tenant of the Duke, or the tenant of the Earl, the tenant of the landed gentry who works the land. Is he, uh, is that a serf? No, it's a yeoman. Okay, serf is like a previous time. That's yeah, like feudal. Serf, yeah, might be more, yeah, I'm even more of a... Land, are we referring to like agriculture or yeah. like, uh, or lawn care? Talking about, no, talking about agriculture. Okay. I don't think it's lawn care. So yeah, if you're doing a yeoman's job, you're doing, A, you're doing an important job to provide yeah. the people around you with food, but you're also working really hard. Right. It came up the other day. I think somebody said it on a on something I was watching, and I said, "Why? Why do we say that?" What does I've certainly heard that before. Yeah. What does it mean? And why do we say it? What does it mean? And why do we say it? And then the other witness I had in my notes, and I think we should just skip this one because I realized later that I think we've already done it. Oh. Why do we call the Why do we call journalists the fourth estate? Wait, wait, what, why do we call what? Journalist? Yeah. The fourth estate? The fourth estate. Fourth estate? I never yeah. call a journalist that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people call... Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's the... Um, are, are the other three estates the, the executive and the legislative and the judicial? No, although it's kind of, you're kind of on the right track. That's a good guess. It's it's further back. It's further back. Yeah. The the three estates originally were the 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 upper class, the royals, and okay. then the clergy. Okay. And then the working people. I see. And oh. then the the journalists were supposed to be kind of keeping an eye on everything. They're kind of supposed to be evening the playing field. I see. Sort of, yeah, kind of like what also what they would be doing. A system of checks and balances. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, I feel comforted to be reminded of the importance of journalism, and especially in this day yeah. and age, of having a watchdog, having somebody who's outside of the other estates, having a fourth estate to keep an eye on things. Well, we've lost it, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, Not, uh, I mean, we haven't lost it, but it's 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 getting blurred by a bunch of people that pretend to be doing that. Right, <laughs> that's what I mean. The, it, I, there are still journalists out there, but still there. it's hard to hear their voices. And then, like you're saying, yeah. there are all these other voices that are pretending to be journalists. And this this recent Fox thing really shows that whole scene. The, Fo the Fox News thing? What are we talking about? I'm not even sure. Well, there was this whole... This is just a couple of weeks ago. We may have even talked about this on the podcast, but there was this whole expose about Fox News broadcast jour journalists, quote-unquote, oh, yeah. I'm doing air quotes, <clears throat> and there were, all these texts were released of during the January 6th and how they were saying... They, they didn't believe what they were saying, yeah, yeah. and they were... Uh, uh, Tucker Carlson thinks Donald Trump is a dumbass, just like the rest <laughs> yeah. of us, but it's his job to go on TV and foment nonsense, right? Yeah, apparently that's what and, they think their job is, yeah. And it, isn't there a thing with Fox News where they say right up front they're infotainment? I'm pretty sure that they, they, they put it right up front that it's, it's not fully journalism like that no, absolves them of any sins they might be a... that, i feel like i could figure out a way to do that with it being easily ignored yeah yeah jameson do you have a dog over there uh the neighbor dog i'm in my backyard you need to shoot that dog 
Sorry. Wait. <laughs> you. I'm sorry. What I'm sorry. Is wrong with you? Well, it's interrupting our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'll get my guy. Okay, look, we've got some things on. Magic Lauer does not promote abuse of animals in any way. Have we ever shot the shot a dog on the podcast? No, but do you think we would get some do you think we would get more plays? Or do we we'd at least get some press, right? I am absolving myself of this conversation entirely. Okay, all right, everybody, simmer down. I'm so I'm not a dog lover. It's fine. Going back to the show sheet, Jameson. Yeah. Let me ask you, what do you think about legislating drag shows? Yeah, exactly. What is the point of that? For, I was thinking about that this week. So there's all these bills trying to put the kibosh on drag shows. I, I heard about that. Yeah. It's they a, canceled one in Oklahoma or something. So what, you, what exactly are they saying? So I'm, oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, no, no, no. I, I have more detail on this. They, they canceled one at West Texas A&M in Amarillo. I, I no, I understand what they're trying to do, but no, no, no. But the, 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 the excuse was fantastic. They, they said it, it was because drag shows are degrading to women. Degrading to women. The same way that blackface is. Oh my god! That, I had not heard that aspect. That's what they said. So that, was their, that was their. They released a statement, and that's what it said. Wow! You know how I talk about not amplifying signals. This is definitely. Uh, this is not being amplified. Well, yeah, but this I mean, is a, but this I, is a signal that I want to counter. Yeah, okay. With, with our voice Do it here, as quickly as possible here please. on the podcast. Yeah. Sorry, I won't bring anything else like that up. No. <laughs> what actually, West Texas is pretty cool and chill. There's a lot of liberal people here. It's nice. <laughs> that was a weird comment. I'll tell you. I'll tell yourself whatever you have to do. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm thinking about this this week when they're talking about it on the news. And so what are they saying? That a man can't dress up like a woman? First, let's let's talk about that. Are are there are there really is there really clothing or makeup styles or hairstyles that are specific to women? Not I mean, are I you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 It's 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 the most absurd. Of course not. <laughs> it's the most absurd thing of Everything all. Everything about this is completely ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I mean and and the news couldn't stop talking about it this week. Yeah. And I am I feel insane about it. Um God, but why? Why? It's uh, you know. So, so I went to a drag show in Lubbock like two like two months ago. Criminal. Was, are you are you just trying to sh- to say how liberal and free thinking people in West <laughs> Texas are? Uh, uh, for the record, dear listener, we know that there are nice people in Lubbock, Texas. Oh, of we are not disputing that. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Some percentage of our listenership lives there, but there's also people in Amarillo who want to compare. Drag to blackface, and that's <laughs> right, right, completely insane. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm telling you, I'm at, having to deal with down here. Come I'm I'm upset about the anti-drag show bills, and I just wanted to say that on my podcast. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't amplifying any kind of. Also, no, that was me. That was my fault. State legislators, city governments. Do your job. Find something important to do and do it. Don't get involved. You know. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Legislate something that like matters. Yeah. This is just. For God's sake. This is just. There are important things to do in this world. Oh, you know what else I was thinking? What on earth? Don't harass these poor people any further. Another thing I was thinking about is what a time honored tradition this is. Greek and Roman theater sure, yeah. were completely populated by men dressing up as women. Jameson can talk to you about <clears> some Shakespeare. Shakespeare? What are we supposed to not do Shakespeare? Because we can't do... Yeah, yeah, because they, men they can't only, dress up like men. women? What does that even mean? Dre- men dressing up like women? 
The whole thing is absurd. That it is. Okay. So that's fine. We we got past that. We, we talk about it as quickly as possible, Shave. Yeah. I mean, sorry I got a little pro clutchy there, but like, it's frustrating. Were you afraid what I was, were you afraid I was going to say something really ignorant about it? I, you know, it wouldn't be the first followed, time. Followed too quickly but on the heels it, of dog shooting. And, it won't be the last time. I wasn't talking about like uh, indiscriminately shooting dogs. I was just talking about the neighbor dog at Jameson's house that was interrupting the podcast. Lord, something interrupt us, please. Well, the internet already screwed it all up, and this podcast will probably never be heard anyway. We'll never see the light of day, so let's just try to enjoy it. Okay. Um, Jameson, have you ever yeah. lost Have you ever lost a Little League game? Uh, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Hurt. Like when I was playing, or... Yeah, yeah. Only when I, I haven't, like, yeah. coached, but... Yeah. I definitely remember losing. I don't remember winning. The, the, the Blue Jays fell... By one run to the to the Rays last night. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it. I'm, I'm a little. I'm a little. I gotta say, the kids t- were taking it way better than me. <laughs> you know, I think little league. I think it's great though because actually, I have like one memory out of like six years of little league where I got like the game ball because I hit the ball once. Uh huh. It's such a. It's like one of my highest moments of my childhood. Like that was a great day, but it took like. You know, five years to get it. Well, I think uh, it was a sympathy. Congratulations! At the same time, such a beautiful memory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I just wanted to mention it. Uh, I'm, I want to move on. I want to move on to the news cruise. But this, I gotta say though, this is the type of news cruise that. Remember when Grace was first listening to the podcast and she was like, you guys shouldn't talk about the news because it's so depressing. Mm-hmm. This is one of those kind. <laughs> okay, I have some bad news, Shafee. There was this New York Times article from this week. <laughs> and the headline is, would you date a podcast, bro? This, the under the headline it says the reputations have caught up with them look i'm just going to read a little bit of this article okay okay tazane robertson a student at california state university northridge was approaching one year on and off again dating with a co-worker when she came to a really a realization she would eventually announce to her followers on twitter my biggest mistake in life so far was dating a man with a podcast Mrs. Robertson, 24, began seeing him in December of 2021. He was 35 at the time and had dreams of being a social media influencer, she recalled. They both worked at an Amazon warehouse near her home in Lancaster, California. The situationship, as she aptly called it, was very embarrassing, but she continued to date him until January of this year. I knew he had a podcast, but I never listened to it, she said. I was like, okay, I like this man. I'm already ignoring his social media presence. I'm just going to forget that he has a podcast. <laughs> so basically there's there's a hashtag um, trending on TikTok, hashtag men with podcasts. And um, <clears throat> what's being said here, and I quote, um, She associates the form with a certain kind of man, one who is endlessly fascinated by his own opinions, loves the sound of his own voice, and isn't the least bit shy about offering unsolicited opinions on masculinity, sexuality, and women. Oh, boy. (laughs) I like how the first part of this podcast really set up this thing. Many women have taken to social media to mock just that kind of programming and the men who make it. So, 
I mean, I'm glad I'm already married. I'm sure there, there are guys with podcasts saying toxic things in the same case, in the same way as people with their Facebook pages to say toxic things and all of that. Like, I, you know, I just want to say here that Schaefer and I are bored by our own opinions. We <laughs> despise the sound of our own voices and we are pretty modest about offering unsolicited opinions on at least men. We rare, we rarely talk about masculinity, sexuality, or women. We just happen to have mentioned it five times in, in this this particular podcast. Well, we were, we were just, I was just uh, railing against legislators who were trying to shut down drag shows. Uh, That that left me in uh, a Lubbock update. If it's possible for white men our age to be on the good team, then we're as close as we can get. I feel like I'm at least good team adjacent. <laughs> I feel like I'm a water boy for the good team. There you are. You know what I mean? We will fetch um, the water for the people. So I don't know. I, I saw that article and I thought, well, I better mention this on, on the podcast. It's really, it's bad news for you. You're out there dating and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And now suddenly podcasts are uncool. I mean, what is going to go wrong next? <laughs> it does say here, though, that the once booming podcast industry currently on the back foot. That's a link currently on the back foot. Podcast companies once walking on air feel the strain of gravity. So did you hear today about the NPR layoffs? No, I didn't. NPR is laying off 10% of their workforce. Was that the 10% they hired when they thought podcasts were going to explode? Uh, There are four (laughs) podcasts that they're shutting down. Some of them you may have heard of. Invisibilia. Oh, I like that one. Well, it's gone. That's too bad. So, you know, um, the the ones they made will still be up there. You know, we're moving into a slow motion recession. Uh, Do you? Hey, Shafi. Do you think the recession is going to be good for the podcast? For ours? Yeah. Yeah. It was born of pandemic. I, yeah. can, I can imagine that recession is really going yeah. to give everybody a, put a, a sparkle in his step. We'll have more time to listen to LMH. News crews. Oh, you got a news cruise? Uh, I was just, just before I got here, uh, thanks to Kai Rizdahl and the Make Me Smart podcast, I heard a great story. Have you heard the story about J.P. Morgan discovering they had two million, two million in nickel commodities? <laughs> they had two million in, and apparently at the London Metal Exchange, where... You know, once you go through, you know, when people exchange commodities, they're not really, they're not dropping. If you buy nickel, they're not dropping the nickel off at your house, right? Um, uh, right. The answer is no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've, I'm not really in the commodities market, it's, so I'm glad to know that they don't actually drop it off in your house. People exchanging house. little slips of paper and say, you've got this now or you have this for, for this future price. Oh, uh, that seems a little scary. But presumably... You know, if you're the pork bellies or oil or whatever, it does exist in a barrel somewhere or on a farm somewhere or on a, do you call a ranch where pigs, is it a pig farm or a pig ranch? Pig farm. Um, yeah. Presumably they are never heard of out a, there somewhere. I've never heard of a pig ranch. So, <laughs> a pig, a pig boy, around up them, roll them out. Got to go on a pig, pig drive, drive them pigs up. Giddy up, piggies. <laughs> whoop it yeah, yo, get along, little piggies. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if you're trading commodities, presumably the commodity does exist somewhere. Well, at the London Metal Exchange, it's a giant warehouse in London. Somebody was walking around. There's There were <laughs> literally big bags of what was supposed to be nickel. Somebody happened to accidentally kick it with his foot and said, 
that doesn't really feel like nickel. That feels more like rocks. So he opens it up and discovers that the $2 million worth of bags of nickel is, in fact, $2 million worth of bags of rocks. Oh. <laughs> everybody who's ever traded in this particular in, in this particular metal, you know, at some point has owned has owned rocks. <laughs> is that like cryptocurrency? It's <laughs> maybe there's some. Uh, you suppose that you're investing in something, and it turns out to be, be no thing. Now, presumably, there's insurance out there that deals with this sort of thing. I don't really know. Oh boy, but presumption of all of the money that jp morgan is dealing with presumption is the underpinning of this podcast i mean sure they would probably rather have two million in nickel versus two million in rocks (laughs) when you first said metal exchange i thought you were talking about like um iron maiden versus anthrax well you know Did I do that on the last podcast? Did I do the randomly selected metal band? No. Oh. That's on the list for future. <laughs> okay. Do I need to add that to the list? There's a great website called, the, like, it's called, like, the Metal Archive or something. And it's all of the heavy metal bands in the world. And you can do a random band. You can click a button that'll select your random band. And I like to, actually, I like to do that sit at the bar. Just randomly pull up a band, look at, look at their name, and... What their okay? What their hit songs might be. We are going to explore that. We'll do that at a future time. On the next podcast, Jameson, are you still with us? Yes, yes, I am. I just muted. You were just you were just listening to the podcast. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like I'm listening to this podcast and nobody else in the world were here. It was no way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the people may or may not hear. Yeah. This is like my favorite podcast. What one live podcast? We should. This is a new business model. We you can call us up and we'll do a podcast for you live. And <laughs> we won't even record it. It'll, it'll just be yeah. The numbers aren't adding up. <laughs> it's man having let it simmer for a little while. That New York Times article really annoys me. I brought it to the podcast because I knew I could turn it into, which is my new favorite segment, Shafee's Internet Beefs. Abject player hating. (laughs) Now, I do think, I will hold hold out that I realize that what that writer was talking about does exist out there, but to kind of just... Kind of just cast it off as you know. Have they created a, a stereotype? Certainly, yeah. Well, I, you, are you? And I would are, never you, argue that we don't deserve it. Well, I mean, are you irritated by it because you think that we truly don't deserve it, or are you irritated by it because it rings too true? I, I guess it's probably a little 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 uh, yeah, just like anything else in this world, you should listen to side for yourself, folks. Uh, and if you've made it this far in this particular, I would say maybe not as good edition of One Magical Hour. Uh, well, we were under duress. We, uh, it's not like this is all opinions. I feel like a lot of what we're doing is learning together and chopping it up. Yeah. And hopefully, illuminating and, and elucidating some things about our language. That, that's that's kind of what we are. We're we're a poetry podcast. Where we talk about community comfort and communication, and it it truly is not the type of podcast where we really are just spouting our opinions from time to time. Now, from time to time, an opinion might get. Blow hold over here. Yeah. Everybody has them. Yeah. Like, people might be like, why in God's name are they 
outlawing shit like drag shows when they should just be doing their fucking jobs. But uh, is that an opinion? That is uh, an opinion, yeah. Hmm, shoot. This reminds me of Norm MacDonald. And he said, uh, <laughs> you know, in my day, a guy only had like, you know, six opinions. Every once in a while, you meet a guy with like seven or eight opinions. And be like, God damn, that guy's opinionated. <laughs> Nowadays, everybody's got to have an opinion about everything, you know. Not on this podcast. Five, six opinions. A lot of them were about food. Go on. Jameson, save us yeah. from ourselves. Yeah. Well, I've been traveling a lot, you know, with my new job. Um, all over Texas. And uh, I, I, I've been at these hotels where if you go to the bar, you meet like all, everybody there, like they're like uh, blue collar working construction, electrical, some sort of engineering kind of get their hands dirty working kind of people, you know. Like uh, me. Yeah, like you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a, a college recruiter, you know, for oh. the arts. Oh. <laughs> I see the juxtaposition go on. Yeah, and it's uh, but I, I've had it. I sit, it, sit in these environments all the time. And, uh, I just kind of keep a little trust profile for the most part, you know? I just, I don't, well, like, stop my opinions. I just kind of try not to get beat up, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, uh, I also try not to get beat up day to day life. <laughs> I may be trying to get beat up. <laughs> I'm not sure. But, uh, but I'm, I'm encouraged by what I hear because um, not to, I, I hate to be too political here, but I'm, in, I'm encouraged to hear amongst those conversations that they're all kind of tired of Trump. Oh, good. They're all kind of sick. They're like, he's... We liked him. He was great, but he's too much of a mess. Like the, I heard, I've heard this said uh, in bar rooms, both in, you know, conservative, those folks, you know, and talking about it, where everybody in the bar agrees, and I just haven't said nothing. And uh, and they, they, that's the consensus I'm hearing. which is encouraging. You know, speaking of the Fourth Estate, what, they were spouting about how Trump was supposed to be arrested this week. Well, that didn't happen. No, I guess. Probably not surprising too many people. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know the ins and outs of that, but I'm I would be more surprised if an ex president were arrested than otherwise. I'm just disappointed. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was all about. I mean, to me, like you know, you hearing that those people, uh, like are you know, are sick of Trump or bored of Trump is, uh. I can understand, yeah, putting a positive spin on it, but also, like, it kind of, you know, it just kind of underscores the fact that, like, they were just doing it to piss everybody off, and now that it's not working anymore, they don't, they don't care. Like, why were you, why were you involved in politics at all if that's how you feel? You know, I think they're gonna, I I think they're just gonna stop voting. It's my hope. (laughs) Sure. We'll see. I think, unfortunately, Trump sort of just, you know, changed the conversation. There's just going to be a legion of copycatters and one uppers. I mean, I think I think Ron DeSantis is like, you might wish that we had Trump back after 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 you get some of his imitators. But hey, I I grew up in a time when uh, Rush Limbaugh and Newt Gingrich ruined it for everybody and sort of sent it down this path. So it's fine. Yeah. Well, boy, happy old episode 165. (laughs) 
Every now and then you just got to get it out. Could go down as the crappiest crap pod we ever did. <laughs> um, <clears throat> somebody read I, a poem. Shout out, shout out to Kate and Larry, who I gave a lift ride to earlier. <laughs> maybe maybe give us another chance, Kate Did and Larry. you tell them to listen to the podcast? I did, yeah. Oh, God. And I said I would give them a shout out. Oh, man. Although... Did you tell them it was never gonna be? It was never gonna see the light of day. Maybe they'll listen. To, maybe they'll listen to one sixty four. Because let's hope so. This isn't going up till next week. Yeah, there'll be a new one sixty five. We'll see. <laughs> maybe this. What would be really funny is if you pull this off and you actually release this as a podcast. That would be the funniest thing possibly. Do. And then, and it, like it gets feedback. It was like that is the best recording you guys ever made. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jameson, I'm going to let you go so I can pull up a, a poem on my phone. Okay. Jameson, thanks for joining us. This, this, it's going to suck when this when this does come out because you'll be like, oh, I already heard that shit. <laughs> I love listening to my own voice. <laughs> yeah. He's a podcast bro. Just like in that New York Times article. Yeah. yeah. All right. We love you. <laughs> All right, Talk to care. you later. Take care, buddy. Man, we should read more poems on this poetry podcast. It's funny when you say to somebody, uh, they say, what's your podcast about? And you say, well, we're a poetry podcast. You can see their eyes light up. Like, I think that that is a strong underpinning. <clears throat> it's just all the other stuff we do. It really drags it down. Yeah. What does that New York Times writer have to say about poetry podcasts? Poetry bros. It's obvious. She's obviously not talking about poetry podcasts. Poetry bros. She's just talking about men sitting around talking about, what was it? Those bros with their poetry. Masculinity, sexuality, and um, I don't know. Really, this it, 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 you should read the whole article. It's short. Masculinity, sexuality, and women. See, I forgot about women. I wasn't even talking about them. I was talking about men dressing up as women, which is the most still. Every time I say it, it seems so absurd. By Bus to Fresno by Philip Levine. I wakened at a filling station outside of Wasco to see the light breaking over the Sierras. The boy next to me asked where we were, were we there yet? He said at first in Spanish, so perfect I smiled and said no. When he asked again in perfect English, I said soon. In the chill morning, the driver smoked and talked to a man shirtless and half hidden under the hood of a pickup. Soon could mean before noon or within a year or two. Soon could be never, as it did when we were kids. That day, it meant light would fill the narrow furrows between the grapes. It meant a tractor would cough, catch hold, and then die across the way. It meant work was waiting for us in the silent offices ahead, in the back lots of feed stores, on the greased floors of emergency rooms, and used tire shops. Tired as I am... I would not go back to 1959 with that narrow road swaying past, the world wakening to miles of cotton, stunned by summer, the boy asleep beside me. Behind his calm brow, he dreams, perhaps, of a future rushing toward us sooner than we know. Well, once again, I thought it matched the podcast. Yeah, and gosh, that was the poem that I needed to read after, you know, as after you know, all the bad news. As down as you can get about stuff, you know, the world's going to wake up tomorrow, and history is going to keep rushing forward, yeah. and we're all just hanging on, looking at the light between the grapes. Yeah, we love you, one magical hour. Things aren't as bad as uh, as it seems, <laughs> as, as, we, as we might have presented them in 165. <laughs> 165, what a disaster. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, please know.
It's not always like If it's their first time, they didn't make it to the end. <laughs> they didn't make it to the end. All right. All right. We love you. <laughs> Poor the choices. Sweet of the white. I started playing in the traveling show, working the Columbia wheel. Fifty bucks a week and I was happy to go. Seemed like a mighty fine deal as far as I knew. Traveling light, rolling just as fast as we can. Playing it right, we're gonna show them what we got on the stand. Love me tonight, you may never see me again. Coming through Oklahoma City to Omaha, Kansas City back to St. Louis. I kept the beat behind the dancing girls, rolling in the rhythm review. Traveling light, rolling just as fast as we can. Playing it right, yeah, yeah, we're gonna show them what we got on the stand. Love me tonight, you may never see me again coming through. Through the door in the rain, up on the train and go fast. When everybody's sleeping, I stay up in the night. Look at all the towns that we passed on through. Traveling light, rolling just as fast as we can. Playing it right, we're gonna show them what we got on the stand. Love me tonight, baby. You may never see me again. Coming through Traveling light Rolling just as fast as we can Playing it right, yeah, yeah We're gonna show them what we got on the stand Love me tonight You may never see me again Coming through